Welcome back to the Music Movies Podcast. I am your host, Ben Young, and with me tonight, as per usual, it's my special guest, Drew Keen. How are you doing? Ben, I'm doing great, but for tonight, I need you to call me by my stage name. What would that be? DJ Cold Cuts. DJ Cold Cuts! I like that name. I'm that, that might be a permanent nickname. Cool with me. Candyman and DJ Cold Cuts here ooh, coming at you. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that <laughs> sounds a lot better than I thought it would too. DJ Cold Cuts. DJ Cold Cuts. I like it. And it's got like a like a double meaning sorta. You're making yep, sandwiches love, I, and you're making beats. And I'm making beats, yeah. I like it. I had a friend in Nashville whose DJ name was DJ Ziploc Massacre because (laughs) he uh, keeps it fresh and fucking kills it at the same time. There you go. I like it. That's a good one. Good one. DJ Cold Cuts because I fucking love sandwiches and I make sick beats. Yeah. It goes in line with the movie we are talking about tonight. It is called Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Great title. It's a funny title, and I think it plays it was, off called, of. It's called Pop Star Never. Oh, Never Stop Stopping. I thought I've been saying it's it called all Pop day. Star Never Stop Never Stopping. It's oh, confusing. I've been, it, I've been calling it Pop Star Never Stop Popping all day. <laughs> never Stop Popping. I feel like that works too. Um, never stop, never I feel stopping. like uh, yeah, it's even funnier now. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's a play on the Justin Bieber documentary. Do you remember when that thing came out? Yeah, I didn't watch it because I think that guy sucks. But this, I mean, this is. Uh, yeah. Now that you put the two <laughs> things together, it's hilarious that. Yeah. Are a thing. The name of that documentary was Justin Bieber Never Say Never. Um, I'm going to get into my opinion on Justin Bieber a little bit later when we play a little game. We're not Ooh. playing the game yet, but we'll get to All it. Right. Uh, in the meantime, let's get right into it. The did you know section? Did you know of the pod? Seventy-eight. Did you know? Seventy-eight percent critic score, sixty-five percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. What's that like a? Is that a D? Is that a D minus? It's like a D. For audience score, it's like uh yeah. just a flat D. But critic score seventy-eight. That's a C plus. Hey, I'm surprised that the critic score is actually higher than the audience score on this one, because usually it's the other way around with comedy movies, I feel. You know what they say about like college and C's get degrees. C's get degrees. I like that. That's, that's right. I, I'll advocate for that myself, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I got some C's. Hell yeah. There you go. Um, It had a budget of $20 million and made... million at the box office. So not very good. Not a big turnaround there. Just like the Conquest album. Yeah. There you go. It uh it was a parallel in real life. Like this movie as much when you think about it not making a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) It maybe it came out at the wrong time or something. I don't know. I feel like it had a decent amount of promotion, and I remember wanting to see it. I just, honestly, this is my first time seeing it last night. 
So, there you go. Goes to show. Um, I didn't find a lot of digi news for this one, honestly, though. Like, uh, there's not much. Not much. I mean, not not ones that are like incredibly awesome. Yeah. Um, some of the interesting things, though, I got a couple interesting things. Um, when Connor puts his album in people's appliances, um, this was a reference to you two adding their album to iTunes accounts without people's permission. Do you remember when you two did that? Yeah, it's probably the most deleted album of all time. Dude, uh, it probably is. You're probably right. When they did that, I remember them announcing that they did that. I was like, wait, what? You're just going to take up storage space on my phone with your fucking shitty album? It's like not even their greatest hits. It's like some new U2 album. Yeah, that was like after the high of the Vertigo album, which was a very good album by U2. Oh, like they were. St- this was they were still ye- like, yeah, this was years later. This was like, yeah, like crap. Still trying to ride high on that <laughs> yeah. resurgence. Stop! It's like stop, man. Get this off of my phone. It's like, all right, Bono. Yeah, all right. Get it. All right. Yeah. Don't you have enough money? You gotta sell out and put your fucking album on my iPhone without my permission. Yeah, my shit. Yeah. Let me download it illegally the normal way. All right. I didn't even I didn't even listen to that album. I deleted no, it. No, I, I got I rid of it immediately. It. I don't want this. I don't want this. No. Get it out of here. Anyway, I didn't realize when I was watching the movie that that's what the reference was to. But then when I read that, I was like, oh, that makes complete sense to me. Um, do you got one for me? I got one. Uh, so obviously most of this. Uh, movie is shot in live concert form and most of the shots of the large crowds were from one direction concerts um i did read that one i didn't i didn't write it down but i got a confession to make what do you got ben i like some one direction songs i think they're pretty catchy well that makes one of us here ben and i think harry styles new album is pretty good too He's got some catchy songs, man. Watermelon Sugar. I don't know if I've ever heard it. You never heard it? No. I'll have I... to send you the newer tunes. They're pretty good, but you don't like you don't like One Direction. That's fair. Now, I think he does a good job of covering the song Juice by Lizzo, and he does a great cover of um Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel's song, uh, uh, Sledgehammer. Salisbury Hill. Sledgehammer. 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 Yeah. Sledgehammer. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Howard Stern show. He did that. Um, But yeah, that is interesting, and it makes it look pretty realistic, I feel, within the movie. Um, The other did you know that I had was the the sudden onstage breakup of the Style Boys is similar to a real-life incident with Glenn Frey and Don Felder of the Eagles in 1980, which led to the band... Yeah, which led to the band splitting a few days later. I think they even brought that up in the Eagles documentary. I think you could watch that on Netflix. It might... It might still be on there. It was a pretty interesting documentary. Are you a, um, an Eagles fan, though? No. Yeah, me neither. I don't think they're big... that good. I, <laughs> I don't think... go crazy for them. I don't fucking get it, honestly. 
And I was working down and down and down and down. And guess oh, what? That's, That's a Jackson sucks. Brown song. That's a Jackson. How Brown about song. that? I like him. Eagles, uh, though. Come on, man. Yeah, Hotel I, California sucks. Life in the Fast Lane sucks. Yeah, it's like I don't know. They're definitely overrated, right? I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Just not rocking. <laughs> people love them though. People go crazy. Like people Fucking love crazy. Joe Walsh. Yeah. Joe Walsh used to walk, dude. He used to give a uh, limo. Drove, drove him all around Nashville. Come to the guitar center I was working at. Just fucking wasted. Really? And then just buy guitars that he didn't need. <laughs> I guess when you have like fuck you money, you can do that. Yeah. Or if you're Joe Walsh, you could probably just walk in and you know they'll just give you guitars too. I mean, you could just say life's been good to him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> uh, got your ass. I got your yeah. ass. Do you have any more did you news? Uh, this one's kind of funny. Um, I'll do the, the, I have two here. So at the end of movies, the poppy's producer that kisses Lawrence. Mm -hmm. That's his real life wife. Dude, so I wondered that when it happened within the movie. I'm like, this feels very random. That's got to be like his girlfriend or something <laughs> for this to just be like the commentary of uh, at Angel's like, oh, do they even know each other? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that um, was, that's a good one. This one I thought was so, so in the movie Seal says that he got his the scars on his face from wolves. But <laughs> that real, like, seems he got funny. It, <laughs> he got it from lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. But the interesting thing about this is the scientific name for wolves is Canis lupus. Oh, that's interesting. So it's kind of like a fun play on that. Yeah. Like, it's also just very funny, him going, fucking wolves. Fucking wolves. That scene was fucking funny. That scene was yeah. funny, man. I hey, you guys, gotta, you guys got to knock off this thing. It's robbing <laughs> the wolves up. <laughs> yeah, that was good. All right, let's get to uh, my quick little game, okay? Oh, ooh, Pop music, I would feel like, isn't really our genre we're more into rock and roll pop i love a, I love a good pop song you love a good pop song okay well then here we go uh i'm just gonna name some pop stars and you're gonna tell me thumbs up thumbs down or meh you're just in between okay all right well let's do it because it's a podcast not a video i'll say rocking or not rocking. okay rocking not rocking or in the middle Somewhere. Yep. Meh. Okay. Right, let's go. Justin Bieber. Rockin', not rockin', or meh. Um, I'm gonna go with not rockin'. I'm gonna go not rockin' too. He sucks. And that one song, uh, What Do You Mean? I thought was listenable. Okay. But, I don't uh, even know that one. What do you mean? Oh, no, I don't, yeah, I liked his very early stuff, that. baby. I thought it was catchy. Song sucks. Okay, no. that's fair. I think his new song is trash, and Which, yeah, my sucks. wife Amanda loves it. Thinks he's like really trying to apologize for all his faults and everything, and I think he's full of shit. And yeah, his faults of being a twenty-one-year-old millionaire. Yeah, yeah. Get a fucking seventeen-year-old fuck millionaire. Get, yeah, get fucked. He did exactly like, what everyone would do if they were seventeen and had that much money. Apparently, he was a big old douche in the industry, though. Um, yeah. 
I believe that. I believe that. But yeah, also, uh, you know, but fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. East Coast motherfucker. Anyway, the <laughs> anyway, but the other thing too, on top of that, other than him like saying sorry or whatever the fuck is going on in this new song, the song is garbage. It's boring, and I hate it. Okay, got that off my chest about Bieber. Here we go. Number two on my list, Lady Gaga, rocking, Love not rocking, or rocking. Absolutely rocking. Two thumbs up from me as well. Rocking. Dude, Lady Gaga fucking rules. Yeah. She, uh, she rocks piano. She can sing. And her songs are actually really catchy, too. Yeah, and she also plays a part in the songwriting process, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. And her halftime show was awesome. Yeah. Dude, she's got a bunch of fucking hits. I Bangers, like her. dude. Yeah. I like her a lot. All right. Next one. Let's keep it moving here. Ariana Grande. Rockin', not rockin', or meh? I'll go meh because uh, she has that one song. Um, shit, what's it called? Got No Tears to Cry. Got No Tears Left to Cry. Okay. Cut it out. It's okay. pretty good. Again, my wife loves her. And thinks like you know she's really great really catchy I mean, and everything she's got a fucking set of pipes on her she can fucking sing all right well i'm gonna hit you with something not rocking from Damn. me Damn. she sucks she's sending you this video there's one one point that i like i mean i think it's good there's something about her that just annoys the shit out of me and i think it's was it because she's banging pete davidson and you've always wanted to i've wanted to bang pete davidson yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it um no i think it i think part of my thing is i don't like her songs her songs kind of annoy me the way that she sings too it feels like she's being a try hard over singing a little bit over singing yeah I can see that. and I can her see voice that. just annoys me a bit that's what i don't know that's how i feel i'm just gonna that's shoot fine. you straight uh, that's why I like you. All right, here we go. Next person on my list. I'm keeping them like more mainstay relevant people as of now. Um, Adele, rocking, not rocking, or meh. Oh, Adele. Beautiful timed. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with meh with Adele. Like you're not gonna catch me just like jamming to Adele. Okay. I th she's got some. I mean, what's rolling the deeps a banger? Somebody like, like I mean, you. Someone like you. I mean, it's a hit for even a total fucking buzzkill. That's a good song. True. Um, I saw like this one cover band do rolling in the deep, like right when it came out. Like you know, she can also really sing. Uh, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to pull off someone that's that talented. Uh, but I mean, again, you don't see me just jamming to Adele. Although it has become a smoke show. Yeah. So you're going meh, though. I'm Middle. going meh. I'm going rocking. I like Adele. Damn, you're going rocking. I like Adele. You know, she can really fucking sing, and I like her tunes. I think her songs are pretty, pretty catchy. Um. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't go out of my way to listen to her a lot, but when she's on, it's not like a... Are you ever in the car with someone and they're playing some music and you're just like, I I can't do it right now. I got to turn this off because it's uh, so bad. <laughs> I do it every day at work. <laughs> I have like, and Amanda gets annoyed with me when I have to do that, but it has to be done sometimes. It's like, look, I can't. Done. It's like, it's a physical like reaction. It's bad. Adele, I don't have that with, and I enjoy some of her songs. So there we go. I like Adele, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going with that. Okay. Last oh, one. Got, Last one. Beyonce. We talking Beyonce, Beyonce? We talking... Uh, Solo act Beyonce. Destiny's Child? Uh, Not including um, Destiny's Child. Everything after single ladies is trash. That's fair. I'm going meh as well. Listen, I don't want the Bayhive coming after our pod, but again, I'm just being real. I don't, I don't dig it as much. Yo, saying right now, Beyonce, bring that shit. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some uh, hate listeners. Use the press. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it as much. Not feeling. No, I it. mean, she also has. Um, how you want to call it? A shitload of money. She has no business ever. <laughs> I don't know why she's. I mean, I wouldn't put out any more music because I, I don't have to. Yeah. Why? Why? I'd Who would care? Up, I'd wake up, check my bank account, and be like, "Yep, don't." I'm good. Today. I'm good. I'm straight. Yep. Yep. Still a bunch of still a bunch of zeros in there. All right. Cool. <laughs> We're good. Awesome. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. would do nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't net. Sell out, we're wait, good. Like, I, I'd like wait 10 more years and do a Destiny's Child comeback and make even more money. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome if you were in that position. Kind of like yeah. uh, Connor for real, in a way. The movie we're Connor about. Connor for real. The movie we're about to break down. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Scene what breakdown. Time is it for? Scene breakdown. I tried to sing that one a little better. It was good. I liked it. Boom, 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 boom. Um. So the first scene in this movie is just given like a background on Connor growing up, joining, being part of the group, the Style Boys. There's an open mic scene where. Everybody in the crowd is pretty much like, what the fuck is going on here? I feel like we've been in that position where you're playing at open mic or you're playing at some local show and, like, nobody understands what you're doing exactly at first. Would you agree with that? We've definitely been in a uh, couple positions where people have looked at our band and be like, what's what happening? But, like, luckily happening? they were... Mm-hmm. coming up when pop punk was still relevant so like we somewhat were yeah it yeah, was we on its way spot, out but <laughs> but there were some shows that we played we were like uh what what yeah yeah definitely they definitely uh were why is that drummer's v-neck so low <laughs> i think they were trying to portray that a little bit within this scene they were also showing the talent that connor had at a super young age 
they were showing him as like a baby on the drums. H1. That was totally unrealistic. But again, I think that was an, uh, a nod to Justin Bieber because he was a drummer like as a little kid, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how good he was. And he definitely wasn't as good as his baby was in this movie. That was completely fake. But it was pretty funny. Um, and then they show the Style Boys Karate Guy song. Fucking so good, dude. And they just show like how completely fucking random this group is because it's supposed to be about karate, but the whole song is now I'm in a cowboy hat. <laughs> it's like now well, I'm in a cowboy. Hat. Yeah. Um, but it's funny in this scene because they have a bunch of different artists talking about the Style Boys as if they were like some groundbreaking group. Yeah, Nas, <laughs> Questlove. Yeah, fucking, uh, shit. Usher? Aesop, Usher, yeah. Aesop Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also love, because this uh, almost relates to the Jesse, uh, Jesse, um, Josie and the Pussycats, where it's like, listen, you can market anything and like, like, and Music then people so just like, yeah people pick it up like yeah that's true it's that's, almost showing like the uh like how should i say ignorance of people like how like you could just do stupid shit stupid and people shit would love it. and then people yeah enough people just buy it anyway yeah, yeah that's exactly what they're probably <laughs> showing here especially in the pop world yeah which like you said in josie and the pussycats they were definitely trying to drive that point home sort of like they're doing in this movie um and then eventually the style boys break up as i said earlier they had that scene with uh that was related to the eagles breakup and connor for real he goes solo and i love his uh the, the album name is thriller also thriller also <laughs> yeah it's like what jackass would name their album after thriller like you can't do that thriller also um, <laughs> fucking future named his first album purple rain really but rain spelled r-e-i-g oh i guess that's a little different i guess thriller also also <laughs> It's just so stupid. Because you couldn't call it Thriller too. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, this is all just showing how stupid pop stars can be. Justin Bieber comes to mind during this stuff. Um, I mean, he, he fucking. It was the reemergence of boy bands. It was uh, a younger dude that some would say has a bunch of talent. But I mean, he like he was pushed by Ludacris and Usher. Like, I mean, when you get that kind of backing, of course you're going to be a fucking star. It's not like he was like writing his like the, all those music, like all those songs by himself. Oh, you're like, talking about not, Bieber right? now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he's a douche. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I mean, this this whole character of Connor Farrell is pretty much just pretty, Bieber. but yeah, he is. I feel like. And Bill Hader actually had come out and said, like, Justin Bieber was, like, the worst special guest host that SNL had on their show. And uh, I wouldn't sure be surprised. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sandberg was, like, on the episode with him and saw that and was like, hmm. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. 
guys, I got a movie idea. Yeah. Um, they do the... Is this one of the dances or one of the songs? Doinky doink? Or no, I remember this. I remember this. So during this scene, they're showing like how stupid pop stars can be and like how viral shit just catches on immediately. And he talks about in this video, he's like, I just jerked off or something. Doinky doink. And then like it just like catches on and... uh yeah, it was just ridiculous, but of course everybody's like, oh, that's so funny, but it just, like, fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Doink the doink. Yeah. Um, he's just showing, like, how you could just do stupid shit Stupid shit, and people love it. And people love it. It's just, yep. These, we should do, uh, why are we even breaking this down? We should just do start doing more stupid shit. <laughs> Isn't that what we're currently doing? Yeah. <laughs> Sport! Sport! <laughs> You're right. Um... I love the next song, I'm So Humble. Okay, so actually, this is what I wanted to say. This is what I wanted to say about the songs, though. I'm telling you I like this song, but you know what my issue is, come to think of it? I don't actually remember the hooks or the melodies to the songs now that I'm thinking about them. Like, I remember the lyrics more than I do the songs and i don't know if it's intentionally supposed to be that way showing that like all pop music is sort of the same or not the you got an answer for that adam levine I right, what was your question my question was do you feel that it was intentional that all the pop songs in this movie kind of try to sound similar to each other because i can't really differentiate any of the, of the songs off the top of my head can you? Similar, they also, uh, well, what I think what they're going is like all of the songs do sound sort of different, but also kind of sound the same. Yeah. But it also sounds like exactly what you think a fucking pop song would sound yes. like. Yes. Uh, like, okay. I completely agree with that. I do like have you, written down. You go ahead. this album and be like, yep, there would be a song that sounds like this. There yeah. There would be a song, something like this. I do have written down that this song was kind of catchy and pretty damn funny because he's talking about being humble, but the whole song basically oh, isn't about being also humble. Bra- also bragging the entire time. Yeah, he's bragging the entire time. And my it belly's go- so full from swallowing my pride. <laughs> I'm so humble. Yeah. I think that just shows how some, probably a lot, of pop stars are are just completely fucking tone deaf as well. They just, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, I'm so I'm sure humble. That... I'm such a great person. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're, you're not. a fucking asshole. You're not helping out guys like me. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, you know, Candyman and DJ Cold Cuts over here doing a fucking podcast yeah. to 60 people or whatever. The fucking cold. Yeah. Come on, man. Hook a brother up. Shout out. (laughs) Beyonce. Beyonce. Bayhive. Come on after us. Let's go. I would love to start a feud with Beyonce. (laughs) I thought this scene was funny where uh, they go over all the people Connor works with. The perspective manipulator. It's just a person that he hired to stand next to him to make him look taller. Make him look taller. Yeah, it's just a short guy. I thought that was good. I like uh, that you know, he's got a weird, a, a weed. Something my dad's always said. He has a, a a weed roller and a weed holder. 
a weed roller and a weed holder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So someone who rolls the blunts and then some guy just holds like holds all the drugs, which if I was a zillionaire and I did drugs, I would 100% have. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, yeah, man, why don't you hold this for me? No, I, yeah, why not? If you got that much money, fucking do it. Um, I love that the manager talks of his group, Tony, 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 and Tony, with all different letters. It's, it's Tony, 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 yeah. Tony. Tony? Yeah. Who was that? Was that uh, Tim Meadows? I Tim think? Meadows. Yeah, he's, he's fucking yeah. funny. Um, and this kind of reminded me of NSYNC and how they came up with their group name. Do you know how they did that? NSYNC? Do you know how they no. came up with their group name? Why would be upset, though? Is it because they're in sync? Well, yeah, they're in sync, but they took the last letter of their first names. So <laughs> the last letter of each of their first names, and they can spell out in sync. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Lance, Lance is spelled L-A-N-C-E. Where's Hold the on a second. Name? I'm going to look this up. The group's name is is a play on the last letter of each of the initial members' names. Justin and Chris, Joey, Jason, and JC. Oh. The last... What about yeah. Lance? Lance Bass. What was he in? He's an sync, right? Oh, maybe a... One, two, three, four, five. Lance Bass. Yeah, where is Lance Bass? Is he not in this? Lanston is a nickname for Lance. Come on. That's a little bit of a oh, stretch. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. How is that a nickname for Lance? Lanston. Lanston. I'd rather be called Lance a lot. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That doesn't Lanston? make any sense. Lanston. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. I thought I thought that's what it was. I mean, it they say that's what they claim it is, but Lanston. Get out of here. All right. So anyway, moving along moving in this on. movie. <laughs> uh the DJ part. We learn about the DJ, one of the original members kid, of the style boys. Is that what his name is? fucking great name yeah it sounds so badass yeah um i love the part where they're like oh you use all this gear during the show and he says nah i just use this ipod and this is definitely how i feel about some djs at like these uh like these rave parties or like these dj type concerts where there's just a guy standing there behind a computer it's like are you yeah, actually I really doing anything you just... I do. I mean, I, re I respect whatever that what, you know, whatever goes into making that sort of music, but I got a hard time watching it live. Yeah, Snorefest. Like, like I... I got a hard time going to see someone not sing a guitar on stage. Yeah, it like it probably does take a lot of work to make the actual music, but then to play it live, like you're just pressing buttons. I don't know, man. I yeah, I I don't dig it. I mean, some people, some DJs, you probably actually do see them spinning records and stuff. But, like, I'm talking, like, new school DJs. They're just sitting behind a computer screen. 
Um, You're not going to argue that to me, buddy. Yeah. Um, Connor's second album, it's hilarious where he goes, I wrote every song on this record and a hun- and have 100 producers for just 17 tracks to guarantee they are hits. This is definitely real in the pop world. And I think this is... 100%. Uh, yeah. And I think this is complete horseshit, too. It's like, it takes the whole soul out of music i feel like because you just got a hundred people throwing their input into um the end product basically and uh i feel like musicians early on like sort of prided themselves on writing and recording the music on their own but especially pop music today it's like eh, it doesn't matter let's just throw in 10 different producers to figure everything out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, the issue with that is like um, when you have a great producer, uh, it also helps. It also could be a fault where like all your songs kind of sound the same. But it's also where like if you for if you're doing one whole album, the flow of your album is going to be fucking perfect if it's one producer. That's true. Like one of the reasons, like you know, the, the wasting light album by Foo Fighters, you know, and, or Eddie Valentine for louder now taking back something. Yeah, the flow of that album is so good. It's because it was the same Eric producer. Valentine. But yeah, yeah, I hear what no. you're saying. Or like you know, to where it was a fault where they used Bob Rock for Metallica, and where every fucking Metallica album sounded exactly the same. Yeah. No, I but, I know, hear what you're saying. Having that, if you have you know too many cooks in the kitchen. Like it's gonna come out. The like flow shit. is gonna sound like all fucked up. No, I completely, like, completely agree. Not and, to brag on our two albums that we had the same producer, and guess what? They both sounded pretty good, and they had really good flow. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. And um, yeah, man, it's just shitty, especially with awards and stuff. I forget. I I think I texted you about this, like. Billy Corgan brought up how, like, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness lost a Grammy to somebody that, uh, yeah, had, like, 17 producers, and it's like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, what is even the competition here at this point? You're just bringing on, like, all these other people. Like, meanwhile, Billy Corgan and his band are, like, you know, fucking working to get the job done, you know? Um... And also, pop producers, I feel like, sort of own the airwaves in a way because uh, there's probably like a select few of them that are on a bunch of pop artists' albums. And then not only are albums sounding all fucked up individually, but artists pop artists in general are all starting to sound the same because they all have the same group of producers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was really funny. Um, And and some of that's not even on the artists. It's it's on the record label. What's that? Oh, to put the producer on there to do that type of shit? Yeah, like that happened with Rat. When Rat was putting their third album out, they wanted to have a new producer trying to change their sound a little bit, and their uh, record label disagreed. So they had their same producer, and Stephen Piercy was he's like, "And you know what that album sounded like? The same fucking first two Rat albums." <laughs> That's a good point. 
It could go the other way, where you keep sounding like the same fucking shit. But you want to, yeah, as an artist, and I think a band that has done this very well is like the Wonder Years have evolved every album. Okay, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. You don't want to keep sounding exactly the same, because then it's like, well, what the fuck? What's the point here? Right. There's a fine line when it comes to producing. I think that's what we're getting at. I think that's what we're getting at. You don't want to go overboard with too many producers, but you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. There we go. And if anyone was wondering what Ben and I think when we hear new music, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was our rant about music. It's, we appreciate it, you listening to that. That was a completely off topic. Yeah. But, but gold star for hanging in there. Yeah. There we go. Let's get back to this movie. Here we go. Going back to the podcast. Yeah. Here we go. So the next song, I don't even know what it's actually titled. I just called it the Not Gay song. Not, I think yeah. it's called Not Gay. Uh, yeah, uh, because the whole time he's like trying to be a champion for equal rights and everything, but is just, again, completely disingenuous, I feel, because the entire song is just him shouting like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. It's like... Is this a pro gay rights song or not? <laughs> because so this you, it was a it was a take on "Same Love" by Macklemore, oh. which I do think is a good song. But Macklemore's song probably sounds. Uh, you just said you like it. I don't know that I've heard it, but that <laughs> that song I would feel like feels a little more genuine than this piece of yeah. trash where He's it's just like, like i'm not Buffalo gay i'm not, not gay. gay yeah like what the fuck it's like but it, it is very funny what oh this yeah it's this funny song. because yeah this song is funny because of how ridiculous he sounds in what he is saying right. um just reassures you the entire yeah like, <laughs> yeah well i'm Buffalo not gay is. yeah all right Cigars, dude, we not get gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah funny scene and then we get to a scene where he gets reviews for his new album. And I thought this was great because he brings up the website Pitchfork. Have you been to Pitchfork, Keen? Have you read some reviews on there? I have been to Pitchfork. There is a Pitchfork Fest in Chicago. I have never been. Oh, yeah, there is. always had a, a lineup that is uh, not for me, but not I for do me. know some of my girlfriend has been. <laughs> Numerous years in a row. Really? Okay, that's cool. Uh, she asked me to go one year, and I said no. Yeah. Because I didn't like the lineup. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, pretentious indie crap. A lot of Yeah, it. not yeah. my scene. <laughs> yeah, it, definitely not your scene. I like some stuff that Pitchfork likes, but there Probably are... I see a lot of Fender Jagmasters there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just a lot of yeah, Jags, a lot of, lot of Jazzmasters, a lot of that, you know... Indie type shit. Yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah, to yeah. Guitars. Yeah. They know their place. <laughs> um, but it's a very pretentious like website, I feel like, that sometimes just doesn't make I've never liked anything they've ever it posted. sometimes makes no fucking sense at all. And I'm gonna get into it in a second. Um but like some of the things like they have gods on their website, basically, where, like, for example, Radiohead can do no wrong. Like, if you look up a Radiohead album on their website, it's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest fucking album I've ever heard. It's like, I and it's like fucking so Radiohead, much. like, 
I don't dig them. All right, sorry, I don't. Not it's like rocking. every yeah. They, so like they're jerking off to every fucking Radiohead album, and I'm just like, I don't dig it. The other problem I have is that in the early 2000s, they took a huge shit on bands that we like. I'm talking like Jimmy World, Taking Back Sunday. Well, they didn't even review Taking Back Sunday, okay? But like back in the day, like when Bleed American came out, they have a rating system of zero to 10. Yeah. Do you know what they gave that album? Two. Like a three. Like a 3.5. And then they come out. And then they came out with an album like uh, two or three years ago, Jimmy Eat World did. And they gave it like a 6.5 or a 7. And I'm like, wait a minute. This album is not better than Bleed American. Yeah. My point is oh. Now it's cool to like Jimmy Eat World. Now we can start giving them good scores. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Where the fuck were you when the better albums were out? Yeah. And the no, same thing. You. I mean, I. The same thing with Taking Back Sunday. They gave recently, Taking Back Sunday reissued their uh, debut album and they gave it an 8.5. If they reviewed that album in the early 2000s, they would have taken a dump on it. That's why I don't yeah. like Pitchfork. It's horse shit. I get. I mean, the, I have a hard time trusting any record or album reviews because there's a decent chance the person reviewing them doesn't like the shit that you like. Like, preach, preach. You also, can't trust fucking it. reviews. I, yeah, I hate Radiohead, and every time I see someone that likes Radiohead, I go, "You fucking would. You, you, look fucking, like you would. fucking would. You fucking would." I remember listening to some Radiohead or watching a music video of Radiohead. I was like. What the fuck is this? This is just a bunch of noise. I hate that, ben. I think <laughs> they suck. They suck. All right. Now yeah. that we got that. Now that we got way. that ran out of the way, let's keep going. I oh. Do like uh, he gets to the onion. Review. Oh, that was great. And then it's like, oh, this album is great, and he doesn't understand that the onion is a fucking <laughs> fake <laughs> article. Sarcastic site. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That was funny. Um, then we get to a part where he's talking about this catchphrase verse that he did in a song. This was so stupid, but funny, I thought. It's just a bunch of catchphrases within a song. I guess that's poking fun at, uh, special guest appearances on certain pop songs or rap songs or something. Would you? Yeah. Would you agree? DJ, DJ yeah. call it 100. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, let's just say some stupid shit. You know, I can't think of any uh, lines off the top of my head, but that's pretty funny. DJ Khaled does it. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> uh, Rick Ross Maybach music. Like he does all that shit. I mean, it's it's just talking. It's a thing over... you hear all the time. Yeah. We the best. We the I best. Mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, good for them for making a shitload of money just for shouting on someone else's song. But uh, like, but it's what he says stupid. about darkness is very funny. It's like fucking uh, Patrick Stewart money. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's funny because it's the entire verse during this. Yeah, like thirty-five seconds. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Again, I wish I was in my life sometimes in a position where I could just say bullshit and make a zillion dollars. dollars. Yeah, I'll fucking do it. Speaking of selling out, 
Connor for real decides to sell out and put his songs in the Aqua Spin like refrigerator. He might have put it in like some other appliances too. But as I said earlier on in the pod, this is a reference to U2 putting their songs on everybody's iPhone. I think this is one of the dumbest ideas ever because why the fuck would somebody want that in their appliance? I mean, I don't know. Is it a smart idea? I can too? see it being cool for like, <laughs> unless you could change the music. If you could change the music, cool yeah. Like, like three or four days. Like, you know, I, I on Sundays, I open my fucking refrigerator and Sunday, bloody Sunday starts playing. That's kind of fun. There you go. It's just like a little ring back, like a ring back tone or something. Like a, exactly yeah. like a ring back tone. Sunday, which, yep, yep, Sunday, bloody I had Sunday. For too long on my phone. Or like on Friday, you open it up. Friday, yeah, I'm Friday, in I'm love. love. Yeah. All right. Now we're on to something. Yeah. We're going to come out with the music movies pod fridge that does or it's this. it's like, you know, I come home and I'm all pissed off and like my fridge hears me say it when I'm going to grab like a fucking... <laughs> An ice cold beer, and I open it and go, and Limp Bizkit, it's just one of those days. Like, <laughs> there you go. And I just fucking break the door off the fridge. Yeah. I like it. Man, this is, I'll now this bite. is a good idea. Now this is a good I'll idea. Biting into a white Yeah. Car. <laughs> but yeah, this definitely goes uh, with the, his brand uh, selling out completely, especially because but, his album sucks ass. It also plays into like just marketing how ridiculous things are like that people market like you know you know Kiss is the best the Kiss coffin Kiss oh, condoms yeah. it, you know that band things makes that they bank. did <laughs> fuck yeah Gene Simmons <laughs> makes money dude. I love that guy um, you know what else though Kiss is actually a good band yeah <laughs> there's a, a great story that um, to bring it up as almost every episode is the Smithereens Pat Denizio had it a a meeting with Gene Simmons and Gene Simmons pulls out the Kiss credit card. It was a Visa card that, you know, with Kisses on it. He goes, you know what the best part of this card is? Every time you use this, I make money. <laughs> nice. That's great. So, but That's yeah, very Aqua cool. Spin. Yeah. And then I also love that my riff is like, the name's Deborah. Deborah. Go, oh, what's the origin? Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's good in this. I like her. <laughs> Um, shit. What else was I gonna say about Kiss? I forget. Oh, the fact that band fucking rules. Yeah, it's a great band. Great band. I like the next scene where they call themselves CMZ, but this is obviously a take on TMZ. I think Will Arnett does a great impersonation of Harvey Levin, and I love how they're all just like cackling. At the fucking dumbest shit, it's a complete, uh, it's a great representation of the TV. Have you watched the TMZ uh, TV show before? Like bits and pieces. Be- of like, bits and pieces, I'm yeah. But In where, line for somewhere. Yeah, like where they're talking about something and then everybody's like, ah, it's like, dude, yeah. it wasn't the that fucking, fucking funny. The, the tumblers were hilarious. I mean, dude, in, in my house... Will Arnett is almost a god. Will Arnett's awesome. fucking great. He's fucking Incredible. funny. Um, yeah, I love him as a... I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Lego Batman. 
Uh, haven't seen it. I love him as Bojack Horseman. Oh fuck! You're Holy right. Holy shit! Is. Ben Young, are you drinking a White Claw? I am. I just no got shit. broke Look one out. You. Turn it on to the dark side, huh? Yep. It was in my fridge, so I grabbed it. Proud of you. Thanks. Dude, I've watched a couple episodes of BoJack. Really fucking funny. I need it's to get back on it. It's, it's one of the best shows ever on Netflix. That's what I've heard. And I heard the ending is like kind of sad and like actually has like an emotional impact and everything. <laughs> you almost want to cry. Really? Damn. And I love the, the dog character. It's, Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah. Paul Tompkins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. Um, I need to get back. I need to get back to watching it because it's really funny from what I've seen. Also the, I, I think it's very funny. The CMZ scene is not only is it Will Arnett, it's Eric Andre and it's Mike Birbiglia. Yes. Yeah, those guys are really funny, too. Eric Andre. With the Eric Andre is laughing. great. Oh, my God. That, that guy awesome. is a fucking prankster, man. That guy's funny it as shit. also just shows like how absolute fucking bullshit tmz is yes fucking it's the dumbest shit and i've definitely tuned into the show too and now like thinking back it's like what are we even watching like oh so you you found a celebrity like walking down the street what is this it's like stupid the other guys that that they they say like they'll put like once a i don't know Three times a year, they do the celebrities. They're just like us and have like picture like Matt Damon taking out the trash. Yeah, it's or, like, like uh, okay, so what? The, so someone at a grocery store go, yeah, man, they gotta they gotta eat. Like they gotta. Yeah, like what? The only what do you want them? Me and him is that guy's on the screen making millions of dollars. Yeah. Over here fucking flipping burgers. Like, <laughs> we're, we're very like we're not crazy. It's, it's not, not that like much crazy. different. <laughs> yeah, he's not an alien. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a fucking uh human but yeah, okay like, right. dude i this next scene i thought was fucking hilarious i actually did start cracking up at this where connor for real gets the reviews or no not reviews he finds out from his manager like yeah you only sold like sixty four thousand copies or something of your cd and they're like what like turn those cameras off yeah but they're not bad for today he's like oh that's for the week <laughs> oh yeah yeah turn those cameras off and then like but they keep the audio playing and then you hear them getting into this like like these killer bees come out of nowhere and it sounds like they're trying to fight off these bees and then they're like get the flamethrower and it just sounds like a, the most ridiculous scene ever and then at the end connor's like Oh, you, did you get that on film? And they're like, uh, no, you told us to turn off the fucking cameras. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was really fucking funny, man. I don't it is know. Great. I mean, it's it's almost like when you do like like one of those quick saves and you look at like, please tell me you saw. You it. got that? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Didn't get it. Sorry. <laughs> and guess what? No one's gonna believe you now. Yeah, I just thought uh, they did a Picture great job happen. with the audio too like with all the oh. it just sounded so over the top it's the queen yeah uh then we get to the tour and we meet the guitar tech zippy who is uh bill hater bill hater fucking funny guy love this guy uh <laughs> now is is bill hater one of the most underrated actors of all time underrated uh, maybe have you watched or this show on 
HBO. It's called uh oh Barry. Yeah, it's good. No, I haven't seen Barry. It's good. I like well, it. Like he's he's very he's good in it. Great in like in, in Hot Rod. He's phenomenal. He's good in that. He's good in uh, Super Bad. He's good Super in bad. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah, Adventureland. He's good in. He's great. Yep. I love him. Uh, he's great. He's great in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Haven't watched that show. Wow. Yeah, he, I love that uh, Bill Hader's character. He's like, I love flatlining. Got the idea from the movie Flatliners. <laughs> where it's like, it's just like completely random. And uh, yeah. he's just being fucking weird as hell. But a lot of guitar techs probably are weird as shit. Wouldn't you say? I mean, I only know like one or two that are normal. There was one guy that... Uh, I met uh, when I was in the cover band, and his name was Freak. And oh, cool! The guy was fucking weird he as like hell. A freak. He acted like a freak, and he set the lights up, and that was his job. There you go. I mean, in general, also, if you are a get if you like a guitar tech, you're either like absolute homies with the guitar player, and like, all right, man, you can come with me, or you are the biggest guitar nerd, and no one ever wants to hear you talk. I completely agree with that because I played guitar in our band. You know who did the guitar shit for me in our band? I did. No, what guitar? No, I was going to say I. Okay, you did some guitar shit. But my point is when it came to the gigs and stuff, I didn't have a fucking guitar tech. I was just doing it myself. You know, yeah, I mean, and like you said, uh, it's either some weirdo guy or somebody really close to the guitar player, homie with me. Yeah, who else would it be? Like, like George Thurgood in an interview was like, he was, oh, what kind of, I think it was like Guitar World or something, was interviewing George Thurgood. He's like, oh, what kind of guitar and amp are you playing? He goes, I don't fucking know. Let me (laughs) ask this guy over here. (laughs) That makes complete sense. But like you know, some of these guitar guys. I mean, they're the guys that like break down. Like, oh man, you got to be using these strings and this. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh, um, I didn't fucking I know did that. It. Yeah, yeah. I just, like you said, I'm, just nerdiest I'm, dudes ever. Yeah. I've been playing tens, man. Like, oh know. shit, you should get some thirteens, <laughs> brah. Yeah. <laughs> and then coming from someone who worked in a music store forever, like that was those guys are the fucking worst. Yeah. Just like nerding out over just the like most minute out, I'm like, I'm like, details. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> okay, dude. cool, cool. So, are you gonna fucking buy this thing or not? I got. <laughs> are you gonna buy to this thing or play it yeah. or what? What exactly are just, we doing right uh, now? You just here wasting wasting my time. my time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a cool little cameo by Bill Hader, and then we got to the fucked Bin Laden song. This song was pretty fucking funny. I like the premise of it <laughs> about getting this fucked the, like Bin Laden. When like I Bin first Laden. heard, when I first saw this movie, I, I I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it later. Okay, it's my third or fourth time watching it here. The first time I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit! You can say this? <laughs> you can say that? Yeah, it's pretty over the top. I mean, but again, it just shows like when you add a catchy beat to something, like you can kind of get away <laughs> with saying some shit that you probably shouldn't say." That's true, too. I think that's a great point because he's got the entire crowd singing along with him. Like, yeah, fuck Bin Laden. Like, yeah. But he's talking about 
fucking a woman she, like the she USA. Said she wanted me to shoot her in the head, and I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> it's just so over the top ridiculous. And as I was saying to you, I think before we were recording, like this movie is so stupid, but so smart too. It's so yeah. smartly stupid, if that makes any sense. Like. The things they're doing it are stupid, but it's smart because that's how a lot of pop music actually is. It's making fun of that shit. Yeah, you know, parody music is definitely a thing. Exactly, it's a parody. And, there you uh, go. You you explained um, it in one word <laughs> a lot quicker yeah. than I did. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you can again. If you put a, ha- a happy beat or make it catchy, you can kind of almost say whatever you want. There you go. Which might still be a thing, but I mean, who knows? Uh, I think it's still a thing to to some degree. Um, um I th- I think I also like how in the scene the dancer that she's like, she put a beard on and then a turban and then a tunic <laughs> and like she's dressing up on this and like they just said. Fuck me like Bin Laden. You're like, (laughs) what the fuck? Also, like, um, imagine being in that real life situation. (laughs) You're going to hide the fries in the beard. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to fucking walk out the front door. I'm like, all right, man. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. If I came in... Yeah, like, imagine oh, that. Right, <laughs> she just go. walks away to get dressed up like Bin Laden, and you're like, all right, I'm gone. Imagine like you're laying in the bed like, all right, fucking good night, Drew. Way to go, pal. <laughs> and then you fucking comes out of the closet. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I got I to go. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell is going on here right now. Is that what time it is? <laughs> uh yeah but no very song, funny I, I think very funny i i think one of my favorite songs in the movie probably my top three favorite song in the movie comes on the mona lisa song uh, mona lisa <laughs> you're <laughs> overrated piece, piece of, of shit. shit this song is like actually garbage pale kid this song is uh very catchy now that I you're singing it i, I remember it I think this, um, the way that this song is, I guess you want to say written, plays into like, oh, there's like techno pop song, techno dance song, and here's like a kind of like swingy kind of deal. Like you the way that you to. were singing it just now, and I didn't even put this together when I was first hearing it, but the way that you're singing it right now, you know what song it reminds me of? What song, Ben? If I could be sweet. It's exactly is that Gwen Stefani? Stefani? That song that song is an absolute bang. That song is great. That song it's is fucking phenomenal. great. And it she just came so back good. out with a new song, I think. I haven't heard it yeah. yet, but I saw she made like if some comeback sweet, or something. That song is an absolute banger. Woo! But anyway, what you were saying, it's like that that mid tempo number. It's not uh yeah. Yeah, it's a mid-tempo number. A little and swing it, to it. Yeah, a little swing to it, and it definitely reminds me of that Gwen Stefani song. 
Except yeah. this is about Mona Lisa being an overrated piece of shit. And uh, I might agree with it a little bit. I don't know. Is <laughs> it crazy I, I, I to say? I've never seen it in real life. I have seen some very nice piece of artwork. And sometimes I get it. And guess what? Sometimes I fucking don't. Sometimes I fucking don't. Yeah. Um, Amanda and I, we were in Paris and we were going to go to the museum where the Mona Lisa is and the place it's was the fucking, Louvre, right? Yeah. It was fucking closed the day that we went there. So never saw it in person. I think I'll That's be like okay when, though. Uh, I don't know. We were in Amsterdam and we went to the Anne Frank house and we just walked in like, Hey, uh, ticket for two. They go. Did you book online? Like, no. I'm like, oh, we're, we've been booked for months ago. Oh, shit. Didn't know you guys were that popular. Oh. Oh. Speaking of Anne Frank, isn't there a scene in this movie oh, where he a, takes yeah. a shit in Anne Frank's? Shit in the Anne Frank. Don't go in there. Don't... Woo! That was a great little callback, though. Uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Ace Ventura. Another great, yeah. another great fucking movie. Um, yeah, Mona Lisa song. I thought, yeah, funny shit. Funny. Overrated. Overrated piece shit. of shit. Yeah. Um, then they pick up the artist Hunter to the come hungry. on tour. Hunger? Is his name Hunger? Hunter the Hungry. Hunter the Hungry. Okay. Which is a awesome name. It is a good name. I like it. It's fucking cool, right? It is cool. I mean, it's no, it's no DJ Cold Cuts and Candy. No, 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 no. No, let's not take it Also, too Hunter far. the Hungry was a spinoff of Tyler the Creator. Okay, I I see it. I see it. Um, But they get him to come on tour because Connor For Real is not bringing it, basically. He's not selling yeah, out 18,000-seater arenas. It was funny during the one scene where... He looks up and sees one person in that yeah. section that's like completely fucking empty other than that one person. I've definitely so been at shows where you're in an arena and it's like, damn, like, why are we in this arena? There's like a couple of sections that are just completely empty. So there's a, I, got, I have some inside baseball here. on. Oh, all right. This, yeah. Is, let's uh, hear it. So there was the, um, was it the UWF, which was a wrestling foundation that was like in between uh, WWE and uh, WCW, and they would book these mass arenas and they would put curtains over the top, like the top layers, because no one was sitting there. And then I spent a lot of time in the United Center here in Chicago last year, and there are definitely some concerts where they would 100% close the staircases and and put curtains over the top <laughs> two layers, so you only, two you only saw the floor level. And then the one above floor level, and then that was it. Just so you don't see like, all those empty seats. Right. You put, <laughs> they have these mass, these massive black curtains, so you don't see. It looks like I mean, all you know, the lights are out anyway. Yeah. Like you blend right, then they, they turn all the sweet lights off. Like you, you can't, you, you can't see them any, anybody in there. Everything's good. Sold out show tonight. Sold out show tonight. As far as anyone who's attending this show, it's sold out. Yep. That's funny though. It's interesting too. I mean, it's definitely it definitely happens. Hunter, he comes on tour though. 
and uh, they get the DJ to put a helmet on. This is something that DJs do. They put on weird shit on their head sometimes. Yeah, Marshmallow, Dead Mouse. Daft Punk. Daft Punk, yeah. They got some shit. Um, that hey, was obviously like a nod mention, to that. It brings back our mention to Kiss. Like Kiss was the first band to fucking do the whole makeup thing. That's true. And it's weird that it's 2020 and people are still doing it. Why? Because that shit fucking works. It does. In this instance, did it like shoot out a light out the top of his head or something though, or like what was so it, it? Yeah, like the, yeah, it was like this giant fucking beam you could see from space, and it was also the sound that it played was the song, the uh, sounds from War of the Worlds. Hmm. Speaking of really shitty movies, War of the Worlds, that newer one yeah. with Tom Cruise, that was garbage. I remember watching that I in theaters. Any of them? Won't see any of them. Don't fucking sucked. I like Tom Cruise Not too. That movie sucked ass. Anyway, um, the Hunter album though is on the rise while Connor's album still struggling. I feel like this happens in the mu- music industry though, you know? All the time. All the time. New guy coming up, riding that wave, talks about it in the movie. Meanwhile, the old flame, you know, starting to burn out a little bit. Um, And then we get some perspective from Lawrence, who was a member of the Style Boys. He tried a a solo album that did not work. This also happens in the music industry all the time, especially with pop groups, I feel like. What comes to mind is NSYNC, you know. The main guy, Justin Timberlake, who also makes a cameo in this movie, he went solo. The main guy that goes solo in the pop group, a lot of times, it seems like they're usually pretty successful. The people on the outskirts, though, it seems like they usually fail. I could be wrong in that, but like Destiny's Child, for example, Beyonce, she rose to the top. The other people, they like one of them tried to do a solo thing and like again like where is she she's not beyonce not beyonce and sync uh who was the second dude in them and sync jc chavez yeah didn't he try to go solo for sure didn't fucking didn't fucking work you know what he's not doing what fucking jessica beale yeah that's true Austin, I'll say it right now. Justin Timberlake, that dude is hot. Justin Timberlake, he's great in a dude. Complete social in network. Alpha dog. Alpha dog. He's also an alpha dog. Yeah. Like I don't go out of my way to listen to his music a lot, but I like him as like a as like a guy. Like he seems like a cool oh. like guy. You know what I mean? I'd love to slug some beers with him or something. Yeah. Like he seems like, and the. And like I said, he makes a cameo in this movie. And there's also a funny part where he's playing like a like a chef, right? Like a catering yeah. chef for them. And uh, this is carrots eight ways. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And there's a funny part where he's trying to sing for them. And they're like, hey, just stick to the cooking. Yo, shut the, <laughs> shut fuck the fuck up. up. Stick to cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was good. Um. 
But yeah, my point in that whole bit was that the main guy in the group is usually what the the people, the fans gravitate to, it seems like. Yeah, I, I can't think of a situation where it wasn't the main guy in the group that succeeded. Yeah, it just it's just how it goes. Like, I'm trying to think of an example of... Like, we've brought up Phil Collins before, but it's not like he went solo before becoming the front man of Genesis. Like, he still had Genesis's backing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, and, uh, like, when you put it with Phil Collins, I mean, it's not like anyone, like, goes out of their way to listen to... Um, What's his fucking name? Like Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford. Like no one goes out and listens like their records. Who, like, wait, who who, who are they? Are they are they the other members those, those of Genesis? The, the other two guys of Genesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I didn't fucking so, know. <laughs> my point exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that's what this scene i feel like with lawrence was showing that like people try to go solo and it doesn't always work especially for the people the side members in the band um then we get to a scene where connor's still on tour and he tries to do this magic trick thing and uh this is where he like gets completely nude and he's like tucking his dick like between his two legs I don't know how he did it. It was fucking funny. Because then like, Hunter I mean, afterwards is like, where was it? That motherfucker was gone. Like, what the... Yeah, I mean, this is this was like uh, one of those like desperate times for different measures. <laughs> but I don't know that I would ever that, try to do some goddamn magic. Yeah, what the hell was out. that? Yeah, that was a little over the top. But Hunter was just fucking hilarious. After the trick goes down, he's like, Man, that would be the greatest prank of all time. Somebody yeah, did, did that. He's like, it? did I do it? Maybe I did do it. He's like, and then he's like, you did it? He's like, maybe not, though. <laughs> it's just maybe not, though. Funny. Which I love because I definitely do this exact same shit. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Yeah, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might have done it. Might have done it. Do it. Maybe not. So then we get to... So Connor's career... And Tor is basically going down the tubes at this point. So he's like, fuck, I got to keep the press on my side. Let's let me propose to my girlfriend with a bunch of wolves, because that's a great idea. And uh, this this is the proposal that goes wrong. The wolves go crazy and start fucking like biting everybody like seal and him and his fiance. This scene was this scene was pretty fucking funny. I don't know. And like you said, the no, scene I, with with Seal, the part with Seal was great where where uh who was it that asked him? Was it Connor that goes, "Did you get these scars from wolves?" I think Seal brings it up. Or like, Seal brings it scars? up. He goes, yeah. "That's how I got these scars." Wolves? Wolves? It's like fucking, fucking wolves. wolves. That was hilarious. That was great. I, I just love the, uh, where it's just like, hey, man, you got to cut these wolves off. I'm not going to stop Seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
that's fucking funny, man. That was not just this movie overall is just really funny. Um, then we get I to mean, I wouldn't stop steal like kiss from a rose. Like, hey man, let it rip, dude. I only know a couple seal songs. It's a uh, kiss from a rose, and I and always think of uh, Batman. Is it Batman and Robin or Batman Forever? Kiss from a Rose is the Batman song. Yeah. It's one of the... Yeah. That song was played a lot back in the day. It's a banger. It's a good one. And I also like his uh, song. No, you're never gonna survive unless... Don't know it. We get a little crazy. It's a good one. I'd say what I do like is I do love how the management company is like, all right, oh, shit's going bad. You got to flip it. You got to flip that shit. Yep. Like, which is the thing that for real happens. Happens. Yep. Yep. Happens like all the time. Got to get the good buzz. The good like, press. Absolutely. Oh, shit. You got to ask for a DUI. Guess what, man? You just started a charity about alcohol and mm-hmm. alcohol. Yep. Man. There you go. Now you're oh, now everybody believes you that you're a great person or some shit. Like, which is good. It's a good thing that happens, but it's also total bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Then we get to a scene where he's on Fallon, and uh, Fallon's like, oh, let's do the donkey roll dance, which I guess is a dance from Style Style Boys. Boys. And this just shows that Connor, he can't retreat from his past. And I feel this definitely happens in the music industry in real life, you know, because a lot of times your first introduction, if it makes an impact, it's what people will remember you by and it'll be what the people want at the end of the day. You know, like... We brought up Beyonce earlier, but I feel like if they did a Destiny's Child reunion tour, people would be like, oh, shit, gotta see that. Right. You know what I mean? Or, like, even when Smashing Pumpkins have been together for, I don't know, reunited in parentheses since 2007, uh, uh, Eha came back, and it was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, gotta see that. They're back for real this time. Um, yeah, that's my point. That, like, your first introduction to an artist probably gonna be the most important, and that's what the people are gonna want at the end of the day. You agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the, uh, yeah, for sure, but the, like, no, to bring up another example, like the lead singer of Flock of Seagulls, like he fucking hates that song, and I ran. Yeah. Um, and then with his performance, I like that you could see like the distaste in Sandberg or Connor's um face. He's like, "All right, man." And then like Ashley's like, "Dude, how about how how do you sandbag me like that? Like what the fuck?" Yeah. But again, I mean, there's a bunch of one at wonders that have made tons of money off it, man. Let that shit ride, cause he- that's true. Ben, would you be um, like distasteful for a one-hit wonder, or would you be just fine with it? Oh, I'd be fucking fine with it. I knew you would. If be. we 
if we got money off of it, you're saying? If we had yeah, like a huge live, hit? Live off one song for your entire life, like fucking. Oh, like I play Stoli that. Blimey with silence. Like I play it every single day. I'd play it. I'd play it so many times. I'd perfect it. I'd perfect it. I wrote this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple other examples I just thought of. The Police. So Sting went solo, probably had a successful solo career, still does. But when this, the police reunite, it's like, oh, fuck. Police reunited. And it's fucking awesome. Actually, if, from uh, like stats alone, Sting actually had a very terrible solo career. Really? He only, he only had two hits. Wow. So there like you go. Two, like, like two top ten hits. Meanwhile, had, uh, the field. police fucking great. Hundred of them. Oh, and sync. Like if N Sync got back together, it'd probably be like fucking huge. People went crazy for the Backstreet Boys getting back together. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Then we get to a scene where there is a Lawrence and Connor reunion in the limo. It's been a thing that um Who's the other guy's name? What's the other guy's name? So Owen calls Owen. up Lawrence. Owen. And yeah. They'll be in Denver. And uh, he ends up trying to like the old parent trap thing. Yes. That was a good little funny joke. It's like, oh, oh I watched this hilarious. movie Parent Trap. Parent Trap. <laughs> and then it's funny when um, Sandberg's going out to the limo. He's like, oh, you tried to parent trap us? He like totally calls it right off uh, the bat. No. He's like, oh no! He's like, ah, oh, all right. Um, and I again, I just thought this was a super funny scene where Lawrence is just trying to ask for an apology. Meanwhile, there's women flashing their boobs, you know, yeah. showing their asses at, you know, mooning the limo, and then a guy just like sticks his dick out, like fucking. And then he ends up signing it. He ends up signing the thing. And one of the best ones, like Lawrence, is like he goes, "Hey, man, these are your fans." <laughs> it's true. That was fucking funny, man. Would you uh, sign a? Part of this, no, I've never. Would sign, you ever sign a dick in my entire? No, life. no, no. Uh, I, do, like, I have this like he signs it. A little goes, much. Right, I'm roll the window. <laughs> roll the window up, and then his next thing he sees this pouring Purell over his hands. Yes, he was. Like, right away. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. Pre-COVID, too. Dick was in a very... <laughs> was in there for... Just like, like, like a shirt, like, check it out. Like a check it out, up. yeah. Okay. Check it out. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, wow, this is a straight-up rated R movie. Because you don't but, see... You don't see that often. But very funny, though, because it shows, like, the lengths that people do actually do... To like to get someone's autograph. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. God, that also, was. I don't, that was, I don't know. That I'm sticking my dick out like that. Dicks out on fucking limits. <laughs> no, that's a little but much. Mad props to the confidence <laughs> of the guy. Just fucking. Just, just fucking whip his fucking junk out. <laughs> Sign it. Sign it. Pretty fucking funny. It was a funny scene, man. So fucking, fucking funny. funny. Um, then we get to a scene where Connor has a falling out with his manager and Hunter because Hunter's been more successful than him for a while. His turtle dies and Aquaspin drops him. 
And the tour is canceled. So basically, he's just like, his music career is basically over at this point. And yeah, he ends up like his uh, his fame gets in the way because this turtle's definitely dying and he's trying to escape. But the paparazzi is just fucking blocking the way. Yeah. Yep. And like, I will say this is probably like one of more the more real moments of the movie where it's like, oh, where how all of this shit gets in your way of actually just trying to be a person. OK, yeah, I see that. It's probably not taken in that way because people just see this turtle dying. But like, that's yeah, how I. I that's how I sort of took it, because like I, I said, it, I was just writing down notes and shit as I was yeah, watching. This I feel like this shows time. like the downfall of being successful or being so popular where it's like you're just trying to do like normal day shit. And meanwhile, like, yeah, you got the paparazzi on your ass, like trying to track your every single move. Like, yo, I'm just trying to take my fucking turtle to the vet. I think part of it for me was that the puking of the turtle too throughout yeah. this shit was like so fake looking oh uh, for sure but it was i can i see exactly what you're saying though i see exactly what you're saying during this part this is connor's downfall though yeah this is the lowest point this is the, the lowest point throughout the movie yeah and yeah. It, i mean uh, props to the director and the writers for making it such like a very funny scene but this is the uh the downfall of the character where it's like this guy was legitimately upset that these fucking assholes were in the way yeah that this goddamn turtle dies <laughs> yeah pretty much also fun fact if you have turtles you're guaranteed weirdo i'm not gonna disagree with that because i don't got any fucking turtles yo shout out to our turtle listeners but <laughs> shout out to our turtle listeners um he ends up moving back in with his mom and selling Sac shitty town? horse <laughs> to where? Sacramento. Oh, okay. Sacktown. Mm-hmm. Sacktown. He ends up selling these shitty horse drawings. I thought that was funny. I don't know. I, I could see somebody like it's, this. It's almost like a uh, a blow to um, the worst metal genre of all time, Lars Ulrich. Okay. Uh, wow. Wait a minute. Sells- Do you want to get into that a little bit? Nope, I'm gonna make it a statement, and I'm not. I, You're not gonna delve sucks. in. Maybe we'll get nope. into it at some other point in time. I hate that guy. Okay, um, he sells his paintings for like millions of dollars, and they're just dog shit. He sells paintings for millions of dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just dog shit. Looks like a fucking finger painting. <laughs> I see those fucking I, finger paintings you bring home, and they suck. I. I yeah, I could see people getting away with this type of shit if you are an established name. The thing that was funny about this scene, though, is that he was putting up these finger paintings and he was getting like $11 for them. He's like, oh, look, $11. It was a good sale. Uh, just I to show like, how he's low his he's got. Mom's house is ripping shots. Yeah, just getting bombed. Yeah. Kind of like we do on this podcast. Good times. Good times. That's how we do it, baby. Yeah. Um, But his... Is this... Is Sarah Silverman like his PR rep or like who is... I forget what PR rep or manager? Manager. Like another manager type person. She's like, hey, come on out to this bar with me. And he's like, oh, I got to put my disguise on. 
And this disguise is fucking ridiculous looking. However. It, horrible. It's horrible. Kind of funny that he decides to put it on, but it's very uh, horrible. Well, I like the idea, like he's still, like he thinks he's still so relevant that he can't that he can't just go out as a, yeah. But in reality, he probably could just 100% go out. Could. Yeah, yeah, could. Uh, but he goes out to see Owen play, and it's obvious that Owen has some talent, but is not a front man to a group because when he I just, sings, I, he sounds like ass. I love when he starts singing. Just ooh, little pitchy. Ooh, a <laughs> little pitchy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of pitchy, actually. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. Like he's singing. Yeah, it was bad. It was, like, really bad. And it just shows that, like, they need each other to right. survive the music industry. Um, And this leads to Connor apologizing to Lawrence in the next scene to sort of get the style boys back together. But... He says a line in this part that I thought uh, is very true. No one cares who writes shit, only who performs it. Spot on. Spot on. In the music industry, I mean, that is spot on. Unless you're, like, super into music and, like, really care about the nitty-gritty details, it's like, oh, that person sings it? They probably write it then. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. Does it yeah. sound good? Whatever then. And that's what he was I saying mean, to Lawrence, basically, in his fake apology in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, this is a for real thing that happens. I mean, the best uh, example I can think of is like uh, Rob Hyman from the Hooters wrote Time After Time for Cindy Lauper. I've thought it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Which is uh, obviously one of the most iconic songs of all time, probably. Yeah. It's an um, awesome song. And Rob Hyman is actually the vocal, the male vocal part on that song. Uh-huh. But fucking no one knows who he is. Dude, uh, nobody knows a lot of the writers on the Cindy yeah. Lauper, uh, like, debut album. Dude, Robert Hazard wrote Girls Just Wanna Have Girls Fun. Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. In his version, fucking rocks rocks that album yeah, is it's, it's that it's version is way awesome. better than the original the, 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 the cindy lopper version i agree dude down about down down dude that is way more punk rock way more rocking yeah man and, uh, yeah no she's one got a lot of people is. that wrote her songs i'm telling you like all right i'm looking up real quick true colors did she write that Songwriters, Tom Kelly, Billy Steinberg. So, no, she didn't write that. No. No. I don't know if she wrote any of her songs. She might have not. Just to every listener out there, like, your favorite song? Probably not written by the Probably not written, yeah. Unless it's like a Beatles song or something. I mean, I don't know. There's a select few artists that... An Elvis Costello song. Elvis Costello, yeah, there you go. Uh, Pink Floyd, they write their own shit, but yeah. a lot of newer shit, it's all written by other people Somebody a lot of else, times. Yeah. Um, it was funny that Lawrence had a whole weed farm, basically, which makes a lot more sense because they made him like look like just a regular-ass farmer in the beginning, but... But this- you, you gotta have a fucking black, a black land. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Style Boys, they basically, they get back together. And, uh, they do this, like, Wu-Tang analogy that I thought was yeah. funny. It's like, you can be so in the Wu-Tang, but you can also do your own thing, you know? And he also said, we're three Tom Petty's and the Heartbreakers. And the Heartbreakers. Like, I don't know. That was just good. That was just funny. That part was very funny. Also, like, you know, it um, reminded me of, like, when we got back together for, our, like, our one or two shows. Like, oh, yeah. yeah we, we can fucking, do this. Yeah. Fucking, we got this. It's still real. Yeah. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, imagine if, uh, for our listeners, we're never in a band. Like, just a night out, like, with your homies. Like, your old school yeah. hometown homies. There you go. Yeah. Where, like, where shit just feels right. Yeah. We need to do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. One day. We get to the Poppies, an award show for pop artists, I guess. And I just found this funny because uh, Hunter, I think, was the one that goes, everybody's got a doc now. And yeah. then Snoop Dogg just jumps in. He goes, surprise, motherfucker, it's Snoop Dogg. steals the show. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Just great. That was just I also great. That it, at that point, it actually shows the ig- uh, the ig- ignis- insignificance. Insignificance. Am I saying that right? Insignificance. Insignificance of Cobb, of Hunter at that point. Yeah. He's like low. It, yeah. Low it, man on the totem pole. Yeah, he's old news right there. Old yeah. news. Yeah. Everybody's got a fucking doc. Not just you. Right. Who it's cares? Not, like, you know, it's kind of, it, it's on his, like on his fall down. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And it, it did shows show the that comeback up of the style board. So then we get to the performance again. I can't say that I really remember the song that much, but it was funny seeing Michael Bolton. I always think of well, the movie Office Space. So hold up, when man. I think of Michael Bolton, but go ahead. You're skipping a part where the stage manager comes up to Connor for real. <laughs> oh. Okay. Fucking sneezes Sneezing, over here. Yeah. Stage man in that hoodie. Yeah. Uh, stage manner comes up to Connor Farrell and says, "Hey, your performance went from six minutes to three minutes. Uh, so it's either Connor Farrell playing whatever Connor Farrell some song shit play, song, yeah, or Style Boys. And he comes up and he plays the acapella version of he starts fucked her like Bin Laden." But then he goes, but I'm a style boy for life. Yeah. And then Michael Bolton, why should I change my name when he's the one that sucks comes out. There we go. And Incredible Thoughts is their new song, which is hilarious. What if you break your leg in a hospital? Incredible Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Again, the lyrics are ridiculous. But pretty damn funny. Yeah. As usual. It's Lonely Island. There are a bunch of Lonely, Lonely Islands Island, yeah. songs, you know? Being fucking great. Being, yeah, being goofy as shit. I and will these- say that the, the, one of the great things about it shows how actually talented some of these people are. For sure. It does like take some like- talent for these songs to be made. Yeah, like someone like Charles Gambino. Like, hey, man, that guy's a fucking phenomenal actor, but... You know, he actually has more than one skill. Yeah. 
That's a good point. That's like, a good like point. you know, I'm not trying to call anyone up. Like Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, they're only ever known for their acting skills. Yeah. To, to like Ben Affleck, The Town, phenomenal movie. I wish there was music in it so we can go. Town is a good movie. It's a great movie. Fucking. Fin- We're gonna go talk the about the truck. town next week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. Like, you know, a movie like this shows off how talented people are, and then. The final performance is incredible with Michael Bolton, and then yeah. Usher comes out. Oh, and he does a dance for yeah. the donkey roll. Yeah. You know what's great about that? Um, Michael Jackson did a like a an anniversary special for himself and like the Jackson Five, like the, the day the, before nine uh, eleven. And oh, shit. yeah, fucking crazy, right? But Usher came out and danced. I did the the dance with uh, yeah? I yeah, was it VMAs or something? Remember that? No, it was at it was at this anniversary thing in two thousand one. That's because Usher was uh, a when he was a kid. He like, well, he got famous because he danced like Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, By the way, anyway, the king of pop. Yeah, completely agree. Michael Jackson fucking rocks. That's a that's like two thumbs up, um, for sure. Everyone, that guy. However, rules. yeah, fucking rules. And uh, Usher, I think being in this movie, especially in this last scene, I feel like it's like a little bit of a callback to that almost. You know. Yep, I agree. Um. Because, yeah, I, I could send you the video. I'll put it in the notes. You see him dancing with Michael Jackson there. Um, either way, you know, we're coming to the end of the movie here. At One of the last lines, though, is, uh, I think it's kind of for real that says this. He goes, everyone's career is on a wave. Completely agree. Especially in the, in, in the entertainment and music industry, it's like you got your ups, you got your downs. It's not always up, you know? It's just not how it works, man. But, uh, yeah, that's pop star. Never stop. Uh, never stopping. Never stopping. Yeah. Yeah, I like the movie. I don't know. I like Andy Samberg a lot, so I think, I mean, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, he's good. I like this recent movie, too, uh. Palm, Palm Springs. Springs, yeah. Oh man, it was so good. That was good. That was good. But let's finish J. J. up. Simmons, Whiplash star, also in it. Oh yeah, he is. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh shit, that's the guy for Spider Man. It is. It is. But with that, we have finished wrapping up the movie. Let's get to the final questions. We'll just do our usual two, like we usually do. Does the movie make the music, or does the music make the movie? What do you think? Uh, this is a DJ Colcutt's classic quote here. The music makes the movie. Without bullshit pop music, this movie couldn't happen. That's true. I see what you're saying. 
now you oh, got me. Shit. Now you got Where me stumped. Going, I feel like. Where are you going, Ben? I'm... My thing is, like, if there wasn't bullshit pop music, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. I'm going to say that the movie m makes the music, though, because I feel like... No, you know what? I'm changing it. I'm going to agree with oh. you. I'm going to agree with you. You're right. It's called Pop Star Never Stop Stopping. And it's about pop music. And exactly yeah. what you said, if it wasn't for that type of music, then none of the shit that they're talking about or singing about would work. Right. I agree. I agree. I didn't agree at first because I was like, I don't really recognize the music as much in my head, but what you said makes complete sense. So there you go. Yeah. We agree. There it is. But what do you grade it? I I, I kind of want this to fall into my rainy day music movie okay. department. Let's give it a C plus. A C, C plus. Maybe a C okay. sharp. C sharp. I like it. I'm going B minus. Ooh. All yeah. right. So B flat. So very similar. Yeah, similar. Notes. It's the same fucking thing. But uh, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was funny. And, uh, yeah. Enjoyable watch. I'm giving it, like, if it's rainy, it's past yeah. noon. I've had a couple drinks. You're gonna throw I'll it on, it. maybe. I'll throw it yeah. on. Yeah. You know, check my phone a couple, two, three times. You know, I'm not... Yeah. It's very funny. I mean, the songs are very good. It's very... If you're a Lonely Island fan or an Andy Samberg fan, it's fantastic. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think it does a good uh, representation on, uh, or and a good parody on what they're trying to, uh, what they're trying to show. Basically, it is a better Josie than the Pussycats. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it for sure. Even for though sure. that movie's fantastic. <laughs> that ain't fun. I think the songs. In Josie and the Pussycats, I probably would rather listen to, but I think this movie executes the jokes better. Very well put. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? That's, that's, like, the yeah. Josie and the Pussycats songs, I like listening to more, but this movie's premise, execution, and jokes are better. Combine the two. Boom. I mean, it's a better comedian mind behind it. Andy Samberg is There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. But with that, there we have it. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Um, I don't know when we're recording again. Maybe next week. Maybe two weeks from now. I don't know. We're not. We're not giving up. We're not stopping either. We just we're take some never breaks. Stop, never stopping. Here, we just take some breaks here and there. It's all good. Um. Get us it on is a Twitter. Busy time of the year for everyone. So please, uh, thank you for all for listening. Thank you for all for uh, dealing with our space between episodes. It is very well appreciative. Yeah. We are a big mental health show. So we need sometimes we got to take some breaks. Fucking breaks. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Relax. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you another episode. Yeah. Relax. Don't do it. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but like Frankie says, come yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, musicmoviespod.com, musicmoviespodcast.com. Subscribe, Spotify. There's too many fucking things, by the way. We I'm going to say all it. The There's, they're, they're all out there, okay? If you're listening this far in, congratulations. You're a super fan. I want to give you one of those badges that you can get on Facebook or whatever. Because you're a super fan. Thank you. 